0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew. We are sex experts extraordinaire. Hey, Andrew, what's up?
1: Hi, Spring. I am having a really lovely day. Um, it's late, and I'm excited to chat with you. I'm excited to go home and eat dinner too. But that has nothing to do with our episode. Um, no, I'm good. Things are good. <laughs> Actually, if I'm being honest, because you're one of my best friends and I love you, I'm having a lot of existential angst about the state of the world, about coronavirus, about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, about the election, about abortion rights and contraceptive rights and a lot of other things like coronavirus. But I'm fine. I'm pretty good.
0: Let's talk about something else then, shall we?
1: (laughs) Thank you. Take my mind off of the insanity of the world today.
0: Well, today I'm so excited because we're talking about a topic that we have been meaning to talk about for. I mean, I think almost a year we've had this kind of topic on the back burner. We've been like wanting to talk about this. Um, and the topic is texting. Which is like, not just sexting, we are talking about actual texting today, and I'm so psyched for this.
1: I um, think about texting, I don't know, do I think about texting a lot? I get a lot of texts, and most of the time I'm pretty happy to respond to them, but a lot of days for me, text almost becomes like a chore. Like if I'm super busy at work and meetings and other things, and then I look at my phone later, it'll have like... 70 mm-hmm. texts, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, and I don't want to let people down. I don't want to ghost people. I don't want to not respond. But sometimes I miss them, and then I feel pretty bad about it. Um, texting is turning into the new email for me, just like the preponderance of textness. Um, no, but I like text overall. I like that most of the time I can have a nice, clear communication with somebody. And, um, you know, like sometimes in email and other ways that we communicate, sometimes people don't understand the emotional context. Um, with text with a few good emojis here or there, people can understand if I'm being serious or if I'm being lighthearted, etc. I don't know. Do you have any fun
0: text stories, Dr. Cooper? Oh my God. The, I mean, <laughs> I feel like my like real texting 101 story is uh, when I had like newly become single um, after I had been married. And I had always been a master texter, but I hadn't done a lot of dating. And so this dating texting was like very new to me. And this, like these new sets of rules that come in around texting people that you're interested in having a relationship with, or just having sex with, or just having coffee with and chatting and maybe kissing and like trying to figure out all of these new rules. Uh, I just, I didn't even know. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Come on.
1: You have different things you want from
0: different people. And I like, didn't know that there were like all these rules, you know, I was like, just, I'm going to text people the way I text all my friends and assume that everybody is like on the same page as me. And, um, so I had been dating this guy a little bit and then we decided we were better off as friends and we became very good friends and no, it's not Andrew, everybody, uh, <laughs> and we became very good friends. And, um, when we became friends, he's like, I need to tell you something. And I was like, yeah, what? And he goes, can I just show you our um, text history? And I was like, okay. And he started just scrolling through our text history in front of me. like, And he goes, do you see how there's not a very equal uh, ratio of blue to white in the texting here? And I was like, what? What do you mean? And he's like, you text me way too much and (laughs) it needs to be equal. It needs to be like, I get text from you. I send you text and it needs to look like the same amount of space on the screen. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, whoa, you're crazy.
1: I have had that conversation with some of my, um, like all of my, not my oldest nieces are now like 13 and nine, and they're on their cell phones all the time. And we've had the, you can text me three times, but no more until I get back to you. So like with a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old, we have a three to one ratio. I don't know, but that's what today's episode is about. How do we figure (laughs) out what's appropriate? What does it look like? And then what do we do when things get? Like when you're in relationships and things get kind of weird and awkward and you don't quite understand what to read or or you're reading too much into or you don't understand really what's going on inside of the text. So how did things resolve with your friend who you were over texting?
0: I mean, I was mortified, but I think it was more like he just felt like I was my texts were longer and I was sharing more information and he was just kind of replying, you know, and he expected me to like read into that. But I didn't, I wasn't reading into, you know, kind of what that meant. And he was implying that, you know, I should have been able to. And that's one of the things that a, think is crazy about texting is that we expect people to read our minds based on um, how much we're texting or how little we're texting. And, you know, that kind of baseline is very different for every single person. So expecting people to understand um, what some of these kind of hidden messages might be in texting is not what I'm going to teach you in today's podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Woof. How do you feel when somebody shortens words in texting? Like, instead of Y-O-U, they say the letter U. Are you... I I am still not a fan. Like, it only takes me approximately zero seconds longer to type out whole words than to use individual letters. I don't know. I'm not a fan of texting abbreviations for a lot of reasons. I think if I'm sending you a text, you're worth that time.
0: Well... I feel differently about different abbreviations I mean I don't really like Just the letter U I kind of think it looks Childish and silly but like I have a friend that texts me Jew Ju, J-U like and that's Like his slang like the way that He talks and he like uses That as like how you doing And it's like and it's a J-U And I like I think that's cute and funny And I kind of like that but like huh. That doesn't Everyone can't pull that off <laughs> And and I think you know it's like very um, different based on the word. I also feel very strongly that "tho" is a great abbreviation for the word "though" spelled out. Um, but but I, yeah, I don't like you for you. So that's just personal preference.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like a whole word typer, whole word texter, whole word. I don't know. But maybe that's just because, you know, I am I am a little uptight about things and maybe I need to relax and maybe I can start being a sloppy, abbreviated texter. <laughs> but I'm not gonna start using though or do or lowercase <laughs> you. I don't know, listeners, why don't you tell us? Like, what kind of text language do you like? I don't know. Uh, but, um, I think we should start talking about some other texting guidelines. And my my example right there is just a pretty basic one, but if you're using text for anything other than casual conversations with your friends or family or romantic partners and even, you know, if they're new friends or new romantic partners or parents who don't understand what some of those abbreviations mean, like I think, you know, using pretty, I don't want to say formal language, but using complete language and using sentences that make sense, probably pretty important and i'm gonna put that out there as like guideline number one like speak to the audience like text to the audience like make sure you're using text that makes sense
0: yeah and so, yeah, we're going to go through some of these kind of like overall text guidelines, which we're calling text um, like the etiquette for texting, like how should this kind of look socially, um, How what are our expectations socially around texting. And um, I think that, you know, this is very different based on age and gender and background and where you live and all of these things impact, you know, kind of what text speak sounds like. And Andrew's exactly right. Like who you're texting, you need to actually change your language in your texting depending on who your audience is and who that's going to. And one thing, you know, as you're thinking about this is like when you're texting someone, say on a dating app or someone that you've just met and you're getting to know and you're doing that over text, you can't expect that they are in the same text arena language game that you are in, right? Into? Into? What?
1: Oh, that's something like uh, I get texted a lot on dating apps when I'm on them. I-N-T-O question mark. Like what? Into what? Like (laughs) movies, food? No, I mean, absolutely. Uh, Being really thoughtful about what you say, I mean, especially on something like a dating app, because that's going to be some of the first impressions that you make with someone. Sure, you have a nice profile. Sure, you have a picture uh, that you like and that they like. But if you come off sounding like, I don't know, sounding like someone who's bad at communication or somebody who's using all kinds of jargon that someone else doesn't understand. Um, I mean, it, it makes for a bad impression and it probably makes it so the person's not going to be as interested in you or respect what's going on. Um, So just be really careful with that.
0: It's like you can let your real text self out slowly over time. (laughs) Like I have different things that some of my friends and I do in text that are like um, childish, you know, like the way that we text with each other. But like I don't let someone new see that form of my texting for a while. (laughs) Like they have to really get to know me before they get my real text self
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I have a question for you about your tech self. Is no capital letters ever and um, no punctuation your real tech self? Or yeah, that's you know, my
0: real tech self.
1: Okay. I, I was wondering, like, I've never had like a capital letter in a single test, like good day, bad day, fight day, upset day, sad day, joy day. No I've capital never had a capital yet. letter and almost, I don't think I've ever had a punctuation mark either from you. I'm, yep. I'd have to look.
0: No, there's out. a lot of punctuation marks actually, but unless it's just a one phrase, then it wouldn't have a punctuation mark. Yes. I I have very specific textuals. I love to leave out um, words a lot. Also, Um, I I like to leave out verbs quite a bit, but that's like, that's when you're like, that's when you're deep knowing me. Like that's like, (laughs) so Uh... what I'm saying is you start at this level of know your audience and you start with a, a little bit cleaner version of your text self, because we all know that we get very sloppy over text. And that's not what you want to present to people, especially people that you don't know as well.
1: I mean, a lot of that's about like, how do you want to sound like you should want to sound polite, polite, You should want to sound polite. Um, I mean, just... There's a lot of things that you can do with the text. For me, texting is a kind of communication that's a lot like speaking to another person. So it's not like a formal written conversation like email. It's what you would say to another person out loud. And to figure out if it's appropriate or if it's the way that you want to be perceived, read what you're texting out loud to yourself. And if it sounds good, if it makes sense, if it sounds like you, especially the you that you want the other person to be perceiving, then you're good to go. Right. So read it out loud.
0: I think reading out loud is so important because a lot of times you, um, let, let me just say this. So a lot of what we're talking about today is like some of these like harder conversations that we're having over text. Right. So, um, when you're trying to figure out if you like someone or if they like you or like what's happening behind the scenes or if you're in a fight with someone. So we're talking about these like a little bit more complicated text scenarios. And when we're thinking about those, let me just say, someone is going to read the text you sent them out loud to their friends. So you want to read it out loud first. You want to hear what that's going to sound like.
1: My mouth is open with the brilliance of what, Dr. Cooper just said right there. Dr. Cooper of Texting unveils the real reason why you should read your text out loud first, because the person you're sending them to is probably gonna read them out loud to their friends. Wow.
0: And and here's the thing: when you have a dramatic reading of your text done, you wanna make sure you sound like the sane one. And with that,
1: we're gonna take a short break. So Think about the sanity of texting and we'll be right back. Thanks, everyone. Now that I'm going to read every text I ever send out loud again for the rest of my life. (laughs) Let's uh, let's, let's talk about... um, Some other expectations, right? So texting comes with rules. It comes with expectations. And I mean, I notice one of the biggest issues for people in my life is they expect everyone to be texting immediately back, like Mm -hmm. on their schedule. Um, And I think that if you want to be a good texter and a good friend, you have to realize that texting cannot be everyone's priority all the time. Like, oh my gosh, when I teach, I do something really terrible. Do you want to hear what it is? Yeah. I mean, everyone put their phones away and don't let them take them out unless there's like a specific moment for it. So I force all of the people in all of my classes ever to no text for an, like an hour and a half or three hours straight. Oh, I, I know. You. but I mean, <laughs> So imagine though, like if you can't get mad at someone because they have this awful person named Andrew in their life who's like, no texting, <laughs> pay attention to me. You're paying $50,000 to be in my classroom. You better pay attention to me. I don't get the money everybody that's just how much it costs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we do have a lot of expectations around relationships and friendships, whatever type of relationships these are, right? And and we we lay all of those right on our text ex our text expectations text expectations yeah text expectations as well um and yeah so you can't expect that just because you're available right now that the other person's going to be available and we've talked about that before if you want to have like a serious conversation over a text like send a text first saying like is now an okay time to like start this text conversation with you so that you're so if there is something that you want someone to be there like in that moment like check in about that first but also like just because Because you think someone needs to text you back like that day, they might not be operating under that. Like, like Andrew said, like, you know, he gets all these texts and then later in the day, he feels like he has to deal with them and it doesn't feel great to him. And so like, maybe Andrew doesn't reply to some of those people until the next day. And guess what? That's great. Because that's Andrew taking care of himself. And that means that other people that you're texting might be doing that as well. And like they could turn their phone off at a certain time of night because they want to like have space from their phone and get a good sleep. And, and there's all sorts of reasons that people might not text back until the next day or till a couple of days later. And all of those reasons are fine.
1: I mean, for me, uh, I set my phone so that you can see if I've read your text. So you know that I'm not just ignoring you. I know, I don't, the thing for me is I don't want anyone to feel ignored. It's just, you know, life gets really busy and I get overwhelmed with messages and I don't want and I don't want anyone to ever feel bad that I didn't get back to them right away. Um, So I, I always let them know if I've read it or not. And I do eventually get back. Um, But I agree with spring, my phone, I leave in a different room. So I leave it, you know, on the couch in the living room uh, by my computer and I sleep in my bedroom without it. So if anyone texts me after I go to bed until I get up in the morning and walk the dog and get to my phone, um, like, I mean, my friends all know that you're not going to get a text back in that time frame. But uh, if you don't know or if you have weird expectations with me about text, I mean, you're going to feel pretty hurt by me just living my life and setting up pretty reasonable boundaries about my availability for text with you.
0: Yeah. And, you know, all of this is actually related to our screen life balance, which is... um, you know, everyone's screen life balance is so out of proportion all the time, but especially during especially quarantine, right? now. Right? Yeah. And so like so many people are just right now so overwhelmed by looking at screens so much that they're trying to put more boundaries in place around that, which I think we all should be. And that feels like very healthy and very good. And also recognize that, you know, that is something we should be doing and you shouldn't get angry if somebody is, you know, responding to you in- a time that's a couple of days away or whatever. And if you are angry about it, then you set up a time to have a conversation with that person about it. Like if it is really bothering you, or if you feel like there is some underlying message that's trying to be conveyed there, then that's when you set up a time to either have a text conversation when you're both available at the same time or a phone conversation, or you talk about it next time you're in person.
1: Absolutely. Um, But we're talking a little bit more generally now about friends. I think some of these rules change once again, if you're dating someone and I just want to put out there, I've seen People have talked, I see it all the time on the internet, like you wait a certain amount of time after a date to text somebody or you wait a certain amount or you make them wait. Or if you're ever in a situation where, you're, where you want to talk to somebody and you're not doing it to cause them emotional anxiety about your relationships you're a bad person. No, you're not a bad person. You're taking (laughs) bad advice from the world and from the internet about building real connections. Now, you don't have to run in and text something right away, but all of those rules you see about like, you know, wait one day for this and two days for this. And if you really want to make them upset and then feel relieved when you talk to them three days later, all of that is really manipulative advice where you're being uh, disingenuous about your feelings, and you're probably going to end up hurting the other person. And if you follow those rules, your chances of that leading to a happy, successful relationship, or if you're just looking for sex, for leading to happy, successful sex are really decreased, right? You're playing games with your emotions and someone else's emotions, and you're using text in a really manipulative way. So waiting those days and times, it's all ridiculous. And it's based off of memes from the 70s and 80s. When do you call somebody back? Texting is not calling. Right. It's asynchronous and you get to think about it and it doesn't put you on the spot and it doesn't put them on the spot. Soapbox canceled. Go
0: ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just important to do what feels right to you and then notice what comes up in how other people are responding. So if people are waiting longer, it seems like every time to reply to you, like you can observe, like, is that true? Is that really what's happening? Like what else might be going on in their life? Like do a little bit of reflection there. And then if you're feeling upset about it, then you can reach out to them and talk to them about that because you don't want to make any assumptions based on texting because what we do know is that everybody has different expectations about how it should go. And you don't want to assume that the other person's expectations are the same as yours. So you want to be able to say, okay, what's really happening here? Like this person hasn't texted me back for a couple of days. Is that because they're trying to send me a message or is it because they've been really busy or is it because their phone fell into their bath? Who knows?
1: (laughs) I do have a really funny texting story. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> okay. I was walking down College Avenue at Penn State when I was a grad student at Penn State. And I was walking with uh, my friends, Chris and Ann, their are siblings. And I get a text on my BlackBerry and I pick it out and I look at my phone and it's from our friend Daniel. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, whatever. And I put it back in my pocket and he's walking behind us and he sees me do it. So I like oh. real time ghosted somebody while there are three friends and that's one of those times where I'm like, okay, that's right. From now on, i, I that was my, you know, like the spark, where I'm like, I can't be a jerk with texting. I can't be a jerk with texting. And Daniel still brings it up. Daniel, I know you listened to this. So I, I, I am sorry for that real time ghosting where I cut you out of that conversation and you met up with us about two minutes later at Cozy Thai for Thai food. So I am sorry.
0: Oh my Very Lord, sorry. I miss Cozy Thai.
1: I know I love Thai it was food.
0: So it's so good. good. <laughs> I totally forgot about Cozy Thai. Um, Okay, let's take another quick break Because now after this We're going to get into some real specifics Are you ready?
1: I can't wait (laughs) I've waited long enough. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are talking about texting and texting etiquette. Um, And something I thought that would be really useful, Spring is a master texter. Um, And uh, we came up with some situations where she's going to give you some really good advice on how to handle them. Um, So I think the first situation that I want to talk about um, comes up pretty frequently. Um, you, You ready? Yeah. Okay. you are in a fight. And your girlfriend texted you, don't text me anymore.
0: What to do. You do? Oh, yeah. It's so painful when you get that text. And um there's a lot of options, right? <laughs> you yeah. can text Leave them a
1: voicemail, because that's not a text.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can ignore them, you could text them, you could like call them, you could like there's a lot of things. There's a lot of choices. You can just totally not reply at all. Um, but often when this happens, like that means that you know there's a lot of hurt feelings on both sides and you do need to send a text that acknowledges this and that states, you know, some boundaries and that like clearly says what's going to happen next. So there you, there is a reply to this text. If someone says like don't text me anymore and if you just don't text, no one's going to be happy with that. So there is a one text that happens here and only one text. Only so- one. <laughs> so you say, "Okay, I will respect your boundaries." Please let me know when you feel comfortable talking about this further. So you acknowledge it and then say that you will respect that until a certain time. And if you need to say like um, something, maybe maybe one thing you could add would be like, I... Um, hope that we could like discuss this by tomorrow afternoon or something like if you kind of want to say that um, you're expecting that you need to clear this up by a certain time, you could add that, but it needs to stay very short. It should not be A paragraph text explaining anything. It should not say, um, you know, any other like follow up stuff you're like wanting to get to. It should be acknowledgement that you will respect their boundaries because they are clearly stating a boundary. And no matter what kind of fight you're in, you always want to respect somebody that you love's boundaries. So you respect it and you acknowledge it and you say that. And then you maybe add like, let's aim for maybe trying to communicate at this time.
1: And you don't get to text them back.
0: And you don't get to follow up the next day. You have to wait.
1: You have to wait. Um, And that's it. Uh, Don't go calling their friends or texting their friends and asking what the situation is. If you're respecting boundaries, it means that you're like, talk to your friends, but don't go talk to their friends. Like, just be really careful. Because if you say you're going to respect someone's boundary and then you disrespect that boundary, essentially you've said that you don't respect that person enough to give them space to think or Time to heal or time to cool down, whatever the situation is. And I mean, I really love the way that Spring is setting this up, where you're talking about respecting that other person and giving them the space that they need to process or whatever else. And then you take time and process as well, but you don't get to text them back, right? As soon as you send that text, you are done texting them until they reopen lines of communication with you.
0: And... Also, what Andrew said about this, like, don't text, you know, their friend or their other, their people to like check on them. That's so important because you know what, that person's going to screenshot it and send it to your person. And then your person's going to be even more angry at you. And just remember that screenshots are everywhere. (laughs) And anytime you're texting someone else about something, then it's going to get right back to them. And they're
1: going to read it out loud. So if you do send it, make sure it's really polite.
0: All right, what's next?
1: Um, Okay, so you've been on a date with someone and you realize that you want to see them again. So let's make this a... So you've been on a date with a girl and you want to see her again. What do you say?
0: Okay, so it's interesting because... This is, this varies very, this varies very much <laughs> depending on whether this is a boy girl, girl boy, girl girl, boy boy, any other genders. Like it, it really has um, very different connotations in different styles of relationships. And so if this is heterosexual and a guy has been on a date with a girl and he wants to see her again, um, so there's just kind of like some general guidelines that we want to like think about here. So if you've been on one date, you're still at this like very polite stage and you don't want to be too casual. You don't want to be too jokey. You want to say very clearly, I would like to see you again and then suggest a couple of times. And this whole thing about like the rules that we were kind of talking about, um, all the rules about that text a kit apply, but none of the rules about certain times or like how long you need to wait or anything. So we cover that very clearly. You've been on a date. You want to see them again. Great. Send them a message and tell them that. And, um, and, even if that person doesn't want to see you again, that text saying that, you know, I would really like to see you again. How about this time or this time is always going to be received well, because that is a very complimentary text. And so no matter how that other person feels, it will either be like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Or yes, I would love to. And so you want to set it up in that way that it is just, you know, a direct question and not Vague and not like, oh, we should chill again or like something like you want to be very direct and clear at this stage. Hey,
1: I really like you and had fun today, last night, and I'd like to get together again. Are you available for coffee or available for dinner or available for whatever it is? Now, if we're talking about dates, you should like dinner in a movie is a terrible date. Like dates are (laughs) things that should be fun and exciting or interesting that get you moving around. But anyway, just propose that in it and, and you know, I think the issue with this part of texting is that it requires a lot of vulnerability because you're putting how you feel or what you want out there in the most real way possible. It will exist forever as text. It's not just words on a phone, right? It's not just words out loud. This is saying like concrete evidence that like, hey, there might be something here and it, it, you're vulnerable. And one of the great things about vulnerability is that real relationships, real love, real friendships all circle around and require vulnerability. The bad part is if the other person doesn't feel the same way and you put yourself out there, it can lead to some real heartbreak. Um, but I mean, if you're interested in seeing the person again and you think it's worth it, then putting it out there. I mean, and being vulnerable about it is really important. And I think that's like vulnerability is the real downfall for a lot of people in texting. We live in a world that expects us to be perfect, that wants social media to be perfect, that wants all of our aspects of our life to look and seem perfect. But looking perfect means that you have a life that's completely absent of being vulnerable, which means you end up alone and lonely. So <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: And, and this other part of this is that, you know, um, you do want to be vulnerable you do want to you know say what you want and like ask people that directly and and also you want to be considerate of their emotions and their space and not being overly vulnerable like through a text and just sharing so much stuff and like kind of dumping right. and like doing that as well
1: no overshares right. <laughs> that's what i said it, th- like spring said you want the text to be kind of simple but you also have to send it with an awareness that the other person might come back and say no and you have to be okay with their response. Um, like no more of this, like he's a nice guy nonsense or no more of like all of the, like the the stories around like, you know, guys paying and expecting to get something from it. It's, I had a good time. I, I think, you know, I want to see you again. Here are some suggested times. And if they say no, rejection is, is not comfortable, but you'll be okay.
0: Yeah. And it's like, And it's when you don't do that clearly that it is more painful on either side. So if you're just doing like, oh, I I mean, I hate the text, like we should hang out again. And it's just like open ended. Right. Because like you don't really know if the person even means it. Like if you're not suggesting a time a suggested, like, let's do it this week or this day or like whatever, then it actually means nothing. So it needs to be specific because it causes more pain, whether you like them or whether you don't like them either way. No, be clear.
1: Now let's hang again. And this is your best friend and you've been hanging out with them for months and years is a very, very different text. Yes. um so we're not saying you can't just say let's hang out like spring and i let's hang out is totally awesome but i'll be like um,
0: what i live in new york andrew you want to hang out on zoom great i'm sick of my screen I, am so- <laughs> <laughs>
1: I used to do so many zoom happy hours and game hours and now at the end of the day i'm just like Ugh, no more zoom anyway let's do another one be explicit and here we go okay i think another scenario um that kind of builds off the last one uh You've been on several dates, but haven't heard from him at all in a few days. What do you text?
0: Uh, that one is like my kryptonite. So i I am a pretty good texter. I'm pretty good at getting back, you know. Um, and i I feel personally attacked when someone hasn't responded in a few days, even if I no, I'm in good standing with that person. Like nothing has happened. Like there's no reason that they could be mad at me. And if they haven't replied to a text in a few days or they haven't like made a plan again with me after a week or something, I like start to imagine all the worst. So I think that um, the main suggestion for this when you haven't heard from someone, but like you have no reason to believe that anything is wrong, then you have to, number one, take a deep breath. (laughs) Okay, I'm doing it now. (laughs) You take a deep breath. And then you have to trust that nothing's actually wrong because you didn't get in a fight. Nothing bad happened. Like you have to trust that. And then you can send a text that is very casual. So you don't send a text where you're like, oh my God, I haven't heard from you in days. Like what the or what is going on or what is up? You just, okay, I, I told you this is my kryptonite, right? What you want to
1: do episodes in a row. I know.
0: I know. I am like so worked up right now. Um, if you want to ask them what's going on, you can send a casual text like, um, Hey babe, just checking in. How are you? Like it has to be super casual because there's nothing wrong and you have to remember that nothing's wrong and you have to get out of your own head and you are allowed to text again. That's fine. We're not. There's no days. There's no things like that that apply here. If you want to text again, if you're feeling like you need some contact with that person, you are allowed to text and you just be casual and know that all of this other stuff is in your head and don't bring it up. Don't throw it at them.
1: I still think there should be a three to one texting ratio. Like if like you you get three texts in these situations over X period of time, but I mean,
0: wait, 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 wait. So I disagree um, for a lot of reasons because if you might send like, if you're a person where you send like three short texts, like all bam, bam, bam in a row, then like that isn't the same as like three over the course of a week without a reply or something. And also, I really want to talk about the tap back.
1: The tap back? Okay. So when I say three (laughs) texts, I mean, you get like three thoughts. And some people have shorter texts, like Spring writes more shorter texts. I write extensive paragraph texts so you would get one me text and you would get multiple spring text um, because often if someone's not responding to you it means there's a lot of other things going on in your life it doesn't mean you're not a priority it just means that other things pop up um and especially like like spring said if you know there's no reason for the person to get mad at you It's in your head and it's probably in your head because other people have hurt you with texting before. And if you're taking previous hurts and putting them on new people, that can create some really negative situations. So it takes just like take a moment of reflection and saying, like, you know, it's not anything I've been hurt in the past and I don't like this, but I'm going to not have that, you know, take that. Previous hurt and then put it on to my next relationship or other people. Yeah. Okay. So, spring. Tell us about the tap back.
0: So, in um a lot of forms of messaging, you can do a like reply to a message by like double clicking it, right? And you can like do a heart or you can do a thumbs up or whatever. Um. And so that's like a tap back. You can like tap reply without actually sending words or even sending emojis to reply, right? And the tap back is not actually a reply. So I want to say that, you know, um, this is, I think a general text kit that I want to throw back in there. So if someone has texted you and you just like heart their message, That's acknowledgement. Sure. But you still need to reply to it because if someone has texted you something, they're telling you for a reason. And even if it's just a cool or an LOL or thanks for sharing or LMAO, depending on how funny it was, like you still do need to reply to them because that tap back is, you know, showing a reaction. It's showing like how you felt about it. But it leaves that person hanging, and that doesn't feel good to be on the other end of that. So, like, that's another text ticket thing. Like, always actually send a message in reply to someone messaging you.
1: Uh, sometimes I use the tap back features when I really don't know what to say or don't want to reply or feel like I'm forced to respond. It's mostly in big group messages with big groups of people, though, so I don't feel like I have to put much in. But that's really good thought process because I I notice myself doing that. Like I'm I'm putting less energy into this than I should. Um, I also think it's funny you said LMAO. Like I don't I, I struggle with that because I don't have an ass. So if I LMAO, then like. It seems like I'm lying to somebody because there's nothing to laugh off. Anyway, everybody, <laughs> um, are we ready to keep going? Yeah, because uh, there's go. a couple more situations that uh-huh. I want to talk about today. Okay, so you didn't really like somebody that you were, went on a date with, and then they texted you asking, Are you free this weekend? What are you so- saying?
0: they did the right thing. They followed up with this very clear message. And then how do you respond when you're not actually interested? And I think this is one of the main problems with texting that people are not good at this specific text. And it it shows up in a lot of different ways. It shows up, you know, even deeper in relationships. It shows up um, a lot of times when you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And so what do people do when they don't want to hurt someone's feelings on text?
1: They ghost them.
0: Yeah. And that is the worst text to get. So that is not the response. So if someone says like, hey, are you free? And you don't want to hang out with them. You clearly tell them that. So if they say, hey, are you free? And you are free and you don't want to hang out because I don't suggest lying. I don't not. You don't just say, oh, sorry, not free this weekend because then they'll keep asking you. Don't string that's them along. Clear. Yeah. So what you need to say is um like, say, so say it's like a very new and like this instance was you've been on a date once with them. Then you say, like, um, I really enjoyed meeting you. I really enjoyed, you know, whatever activity. Um, I didn't really feel a spark with you. I wish you luck in finding someone that you really spark with. Like, you, you tell them very clearly, I didn't feel that and I, wish you the best. And that is a beautiful, clear, like, I don't want any more text from you. It's very, like, it's very, very nice. And there's no hurt feelings there.
1: I mean, it's all about kindness and honesty and you can be kind and you can be honest with texts. Uh, but ghosting people is the opposite of kindness and it's the opposite of honesty. Lying to people is the opposite of good communication. Um, And I mean, sure, I understand why people don't want to let others down. Um, But you're not really letting them down, right? You're letting them free to pursue other people or to pursue other relationships. And that's a lot more important than stringing them along. Um, And I mean, there's a lot of bench warming that happens, I think, with text too, where people don't respond or like the development of booty calls or being second best. Uh, And I think that all of those things get in the way of all parties involved forming better relationships. So I really like springs text um i feel like i should be writing these down um, not from my own life i'm not dating right now but uh i mean just you know i didn't feel the spark and i'm setting you free to go see other people and thank you for your time and like and thank you for the the things that we did do yeah i i mean i have been on some really really terrible dates uh in my past and um I don't know if I was necessarily the most clear because I was terrified of hurting somebody else. But I realized that by me not saying those kind of things, like I didn't feel the spark. I led people on and led to a lot more hurt than, you know, just a few minutes of rejection. Um, Can I,
0: let me just tell you this story very briefly, which I think is so telling. I had a date with a guy. This was probably like a year ago. And, um, he was very nice. And I, I felt zero spark with him. We went to a dance thing. We barely even danced together, like, but it was a fun event. And, um, the next day I felt like I had to text him and say like, Oh, had a good time. We should do it again. Even though I didn't like really feel any spark with him. And so I sent that text and I like, I felt kind of icky about it, but I was like, Oh, that's the nice thing to do. I should just say that. And I was kind of thinking like, I don't really want to see him again, but, and then he texted back, Hey, you know, um, I didn't really feel like we were a great match, but best of luck. And I had a great time. And he said something like that. And I was like, number one, so relieved. And then I was so, (laughs) I was like, I was like, thank God. And then I was so mad at myself that I had sent that first text that said that I was like, I just like did what I knew I shouldn't do. And I went against my intuition. And then like, but I was like, so grateful that he like actually said that. And like you, which I am still so grateful. And I think that was amazing. And I think it was so great that he had that like clarity and could do that. And, um, And then I was like, I need to be more like that. Like, I need to be able to state my needs and not just be afraid of hurting someone's feelings. And, like, and you don't have to hurt someone's feelings by letting them down. You can do it very directly and kindly. Yeah.
1: Now, if someone responds negatively to any of this, or if they start, you know, calling you names or talking about, you know, like, oh, women are this or whatever it is, block them and never look back. And I mean, I I think that after you've been kind, if someone responds to that kindness with like negativity or vicious attacks, don't waste your time with them any further. You did everything right and got to let that go.
0: All right. Let's do one more. We need to wrap this up soon, but let's do one more.
1: All right. So uh, I think this is a really fun one um, because this is all about that weird, murky middle ground. So. Uh, you've met someone and you've been texting with them, but they don't seem to understand that you're interested in them what do you
0: do? Yeah. So this is the thing where sometimes you think you're being flirty and the other person doesn't read that into your messages. Or sometimes you think the other person's being flirty, but you're not sure. And that can be very confusing over texting. Is it like, are we just texting and getting to know each other? Are we like, you met this person maybe like, you know, in real life and you just exchanged numbers and then you're like, just trying to figure out if that person's flirting with you or not. And yeah, it is so hard and I hate to tell you, but you're going to have to be direct and clear again. (laughs) I mean, if there's any theme of this, (laughs) I really
1: like spending time with you. And then what, what comes after that? Like,
0: like, because because when you're in this stage where you like have met someone and like and maybe it's like not through a dating app right like you've met like through a friend or something and like you don't even know if that person's single and it like seems like they're texting you a lot but is it flirty or is that just the way they text and like and you don't know and that this can all like lead to a lot of uncertainty and and then it feels like very uncomfortable because you're trying to like you're trying to figure out all of the things that could be behind the meaning of these texts and you're trying to read this person's mind and you're hoping that they can read yours <laughs> and that is the worst situation for any type of communication right <laughs> so in this case you need to be direct and clear and um, so if you've been texting with them and you're interested in flirting and you're interested in like being flirty then you need to directly communicate and ask them that
1: send a dick pic no!
0: Oh, uh, we have a whole
1: episode about that. There is never uh, an appropriate time to send a dick pic, uh, especially Andrew. if you don't know if someone's interested. Um, My no, eyes are
0: so hard. They're stuck right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of what we're talking about sounds like you need to build up some texting bravery. It sounds like you need to model some of these conversations with your good friends. It sounds like you need to read some of these texts out loud from the other person and, you know, have some people around you help make these assessments. And then it seems like you have to ask some direct questions and once again, be a little bit vulnerable and say like, Hey, I kind of like you. Do you like, like me or do you not?
0: No, Um, no. I would say that like, um, in this instance, like you are having to be vulnerable and you're putting yourself on the line a little. And, um, I've definitely been in this scenario. Um, I had to tell someone very directly like, Hey, um, we've been texting a lot and I'm Actually interested in uh, being a little more flirty and maybe going on a date with you—is that something you're interested in? And I and it like felt very uncomfortable for me to say that because I thought. I was sending cues through my text and that person didn't seem to be picking up on them. And then when I said that, they were like, oh, of course. Like, <laughs> I But they had no idea. And I thought I had sent so many cues that they would like obviously pick up on. And like, I thought like I had sent like cute photos of me doing things and they were like, oh, and I they were like hearting them. So I thought, oh, they're like flirting with me, but they weren't. They were just like being a nice person and didn't realize that. I was trying to flirt with them. And so sometimes you just need to say like, Hey, I'm interested in this. Are you? And, and then everything becomes much easier.
1: Once again, have to say that with the awareness that it might be a no. um, And that's okay. Right. But at least, you know, at that point, and you can move forward and make You know, spend your emotional energy somewhere else if it's a no, Um, because it's limited. And I mean, one of the worst feelings is wasting emotional energy on someone who's not worth it or doesn't fulfill you or is not going to give it back. So but texting is rough, right? Uh, And texting can be fun and texting can be sexy. We have a whole episode about sexting out there. Um, But. I think this is a really nice boot camp. I think we should have a lot more of this style where we talk about some really common issues that a lot of people face and then use some of our expertise in how do we handle these situations? Do um, you have any final words, Dr. Cooper today?
0: Oh, I have a period joke for us today. And by period joke, I mean the period, but you know, it's a ridiculous joke. And I'm so excited about it. Can I just the
1: tip it real quick before you period? All right. All right, all right. Yeah. Just
0: the tip it. Go ahead.
1: I mean, All right, everybody, just the tip for today is read those texts out loud, because you know whoever gets them is going to be reading them out loud. And if you can read it out loud and not sound like a crazy person, the narrative orchestration of you becoming a crazy person on the other side is going to be a lot more difficult to create. Anyway, read them. There we go. Okay, sorry, that wasn't just a tip. That was just a lovely piece of advice from Spring. Um, (laughs) I'm ready, I think, for the period.
0: Okay. Um, so I was texting with this nun and things were getting pretty hot, but then she totally stopped replying. Can you believe that? What happened?
1: I didn't even know nuns had cell phones.
0: She holy ghosted me.
1: <laughs> okay, goodbye, everyone. Good night. Wow. 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 All right. Um, so if you have any questions or follow-up questions about this episode, uh, feel free to reach out to us or any other question about relationships or love or sexual health or anything else under that umbrella. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can email us your questions. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And you should check out our social media. We're really active on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Wrap, and that's wrap with the W. Thanks for listening, everyone. Text me
0: later.